We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Up next, the latest on the Kansas State Wildcats from the guys of Three Maw, John Kurtz, Derek Young, and Cole Manbeck, who will get you caught up on all the things going down in Manhattan. The latest news, top stories, and insider perspectives to keep you in the know. Make sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss anything. Three Maw is proudly presented by Holiday Distillery and their vast assortment of spirits. And now, the latest episode of Three Maw. Hello and welcome into another edition of Three Maw. I am John Kurtz. We've got the full crew with you here today. Cole Manbeck, former B-Rider for the Manhattan Mercury. Derek Young runs KSO, K-State Online, the K-State On3 site. And uh, we have a very special guest today. Super excited about this. Will Howard joining the podcast once again, reigning Big 12 champion quarterback, just back from the Manning Passing Academy. Uh, it's been a busy offseason for Will, and we're excited to get caught up with him and uh, look toward the upcoming 2023 football season. But you know who we got to thank before we get there. Speaking of getting ready for the 2023 football season, get stocked up on your 360 vodka and your Ben Holiday bottled and bond bourbon from Holiday Distillery. Uh, they will get you set up with everything that you need. Support them. They support us. They do such a great job of doing that here on this pod. Great K-State folks, so I'm sure we'll be uh, excited to listen to this. So Ben Holiday Bottled and Bond Bourbon 360 Vodka. Make sure that you are all stocked up and ready to go for your tailgates this year. But as I said, Will Howard, K-State's quarterback, is with us. And uh, Will, excited to hear about uh, everything that's been going on in the offseason. In general, we'll just start with this. Has this one been different for you, being that you are not only the guy within the program, the unquestioned starter at quarterback now, but also a guy who has the accolade of being a Big 12 champion quarterback attached to that. Yeah, it's definitely been uh, different than than the three off seasons I've had before this. Um, you know, obviously, I've said a lot. You know, just being knowing that you're the guy going into the season is a different, um, a, a different kind of just mindset that you have. Um, and obviously, you know, I've I've said a ton. Like when you're the backup, you try to say that you're prepared like you're the starter you're ready for when your time is called but you know it's 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 it is a little different you know when you're when you know that you're the guy um definitely a lot of confidence comes with that and obviously um the 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 season that we had last year and finishing off with a big 12 championship um definitely like I feel like like I'm in a good place right now you know you obviously want to don't want to get too high don't want to get too low no matter what you know stay neutral and and just keep working um and that's what we've been trying to do you know we we 
we keep saying we're raising the bar. You know, I feel like you know, we won that Big 12 championship, but we kind of ended off on a little bit of a, a rough note with that Sugar Bowl. And I feel like that was kind of a blessing in disguise a little bit. I feel like, you know, in a way, um, you know, it kind of it, it was a little wake up call. And, and, you know, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. And, and if we want to be at the top, you know, of the conversation nationally at the end of this year, we got to we got to raise the bar and do some things better. And, and we've been working on it and working hard. And that's 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 our goal. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because I think the last time we talked to you was in between. It was after the Big 12 championship and before yeah. that game against Alabama. I mean, what was that like? What was the experience like? You, I mean, you got you have the fourth and goal play where you're you're right there about to go up on them again and really be in that game. And then it starts to slip away just as you've reflected on it. Like, what are your takeaways from that game and where you guys were at? Yeah, I mean, kind of like you said, we going back and watching that game, um, you know, the score. The score dictated, I feel like, a different story than, than actually was out there on the field. I feel like, um, you know, we kind of just let things snowball a little bit and we made way too many mistakes to beat a good team like that. Um, and I feel like, you know, you go back and watch the film and there, there's one little thing here, one little, you know, if, if I put the ball on Ben, you know, in the end zone, maybe things go a little differently. If we make one block on, you know, one power run, maybe, you know, we bust open a big run and like it there, there's a, a bunch of little things that you can look back at it and, and say uh you know if, if we would have done something differently you know maybe there would have been a different outcome but um at the end of the day we just made way too many mistakes to beat a really good team like Alabama but it taught us kind of what we need to do and where we need to go in order to be at that top be at the conversation year in and year out so um it was a good experience I obviously being at the Sugar Bowl you know being down in New Orleans that was a blast we had a really good time and um, you know, didn't didn't finish the deal how we wanted to, but um, I think it was a really good learning experience for us trying to look at it on the positive side in a way. Like, I think it was a really, really good learning experience for us. And I think it kind of kept us a little more level headed going into this year for sure. Yeah, well, last year was kind of that redemption story for you, so to speak. I know you're human, so you probably heard a lot of the, you know, the critics and people that were negative the, the years prior. Is that almost like a feeling of vindication once you won the Big 12? And how tempted were you to kind of just be like, you know, I, you come back at them afterwards after all those, you know, naysayers? Yeah, believe me, it was uh, it, it was not easy uh, my first two, three years because, um, you know, I felt like I knew what I was capable of and I, and I felt like I wasn't really doing that. Um, and that's frustrating, you know, when you, when you know that you, you are capable of doing something and you just repeatedly don't do it. And it's just not happening. It's not working working out for you. Um, seeing that be able to come to life and and finally feeling like the player I am again, um, being you know I felt finally felt like myself again out there. Um, it took a while to kind of gain back the confidence that I lost um, when I was out there as a true freshman, you know, as a as a young kid just kind of thrown into the fire trying to figure things out a little bit. Um, that that was the biggest thing was the confidence piece was, you know, I was kind of down in the dumps and. You know, I, I being a young kid, I probably listened to the naysayers a little too much. Um, but, you know, just for myself and for my teammates to be able to have it come to fruition and kind of, you know, come for full circle for me a little bit was was really cool last year. Um, but also having having that experience kind of in the back of my mind, you know, saying that, you know, in, you never know when people are going to say this about you, say that about you. So. No matter if things are good or things are bad, you can't listen to the outside noise. You got to just keep your head down and keep working no matter what, because, you know, what everybody's saying about you, what the media says about you, it's not 
that's not important to me. You know, what's important to me is what my teammates think about me, what my family thinks about me and what I think about myself. And that's, that's what I try to do. I try to just keep my head down, stay neutral because that's, that's something that our coaches preach all the time. No matter what is going on, no matter how well you're playing or how bad you're playing, you know, you got to stay neutral. And I think being able to have that experience in the past, you know, now that I'm having some success, it kind of keeps, keeps things in perspective a little bit for me. So I, 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 you know, I, I always say like, having that experience, you know, it was horrible in the moment. And, and a 19 year old me was, was about ready to quit football. You know, it was, I mean, it was brutal on me, but, um, you know, I wouldn't be the person and the player I am today without those things. And I really don't think we would be the team we are today without, you know, going through that COVID season and, and the struggles that we did. So, uh, we kind of, it, it was really cool to come out the other side of it and kind of see things start to finally work out for myself and for our team. Fast forward, and now you kind of have a, a symbol of that success. You guys are flashing the Big 12 championship rings a little bit on social media. J- just how much do you wear that or look at it now that it's kind of in your possession? Yeah, it's funny. It's sitting right here in front of me, actually. I'm sitting at my desk. I'll pull it out for you. Uh, I've only had to wear it like two times. You know, I've, I, you, try to, you try to find every excuse that you can to, to wear this thing, but yeah, yeah. pretty sweet, man. It's yeah. about to fly. Love that. There's only a, it's it's big though. It's it's huge. There's only a couple of times that you can that you have the excuse to wear it. So whenever I get the the opportunity, I'm I'm gonna take it. You know what I mean? But um, it's man, it's it's just cool just having it, being able to have it sit here in my room and look at it every day, and you know remind remind me of all the work that we put in, and and also um, you know got a, got another open spot next to it. So uh, need, need another one. Need another couple of those things. The, there you go, Will. Hey, man, we, we know you're tremendously close with Colin Klein, offensive coordinator at Kansas State. He's been there from the start for you. When the Notre Dame rumors started to, to kind of leak out of the potential of Colin going there, what, what were your conversations with him like during that time, that 24, 48-hour period? Did you, did you talk to him on the phone, meet with him in person about the possibility? Yeah, it was um, that was a stressful, stressful 24 to 48 hours for me and for a lot of other people in the building and, and for him too, I'm sure, you know, because he's – feels like he's been pulling being pulled every every which way and you know I don't want to reveal too much but man um what kept him here was was the relationships that he had and, and the people that were around him and and he felt like there was unfinished business here um and that was kind of what he said and and I you know I had a couple of guys we we all reached out to him and basically said you know how much he meant to us how much he meant to this place and and I kind of told him how much you know this place I know how how much this place means to him and um you know, that, that was just what I kind of tried to reiterate to him. And, um, you know, I know him, he's an emotional guy. I tried to pull on the heartstrings a little bit and, uh, obviously, you know, it worked and, and, and everything, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, um, he just felt like there was some unfinished business here. Um, and I, I agree with him. I feel like we got so much more that we're capable of doing. And, uh, you know, I, I, he's a huge part of that and been a huge part of my journey. So I'm so thankful that he was willing to stay, you know, for us and for me and um, to, to keep going with this thing because, man, we still got a lot left in the tank. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And, and the offense obviously really took off as the season went along last year. And a large credit of that is obviously to you as well. But now you're in year two in Colin Klein's system as offensive coordinator. It's been installed. The offensive line's returning. You got a lot of key guys back. You've been in the system for a while now. How does the offense take that next step now? And, and how much does it benefit having installed everything last year and gone through it on game day weekends 14 times? Yeah, it's huge because, you know, now like, Last year was our first year in the system. I mean, it was it was a very similar system to what we had, but um, the way that we were operating it was a little different. And, you know, there were some bumps in the road. It took a little bit, um, but we were able to, you know, at the end of it, you know, we looked back and we were like, man, we did pretty well. But at the same time, if you go back and you dive in and look at that film, there were so many things, so many opportunities we missed, so many things that we need to clean up. And, you know, for having as good of a year as we did, there, you know, in the film, there's like, man, we could have been so much better. And that was looking back at it. That's kind of what like kept us motivated. We're like, man, there's so much left in the tank. There's so much more for us to get and to accomplish um, this year, especially now that we're like settled in. We kind of know what's going on. You know, there was obviously we have some transfers in, but, you know, the base group, we all know what's going on now. And, and, and obviously going into last year, you know, Adrian was the guy and he's a bit of a different player than I am. Um, so now kind of adapting the offense to, to my skill set a little more and to, to the guys that we have around me, you know, having the O-line back is huge um, because man, not only are those guys just awesome, solid players, um, they, they get it up here. You know, they, they don't, they don't need me to be telling them what to do. And you know, they, they get it, you know, I know they got my back and I got their back. Like we got a really good relationship. Like it's awesome. So, and then we got some playmakers on the outside. So we just find it, find a ways to get the ball in those guys' hands, distribute the ball, um, you know, it, it'll be fun to, to see what we can do this year and to kind of build on what we did last year. You know, along those same lines, Will, I mean, Cole outlined some of the things, the offensive line, obviously Ben Sennett, I mean, Keegan Johnson, Treshawn Ward, some high-impact transfers that you have, DJ Giddens. There are a lot of weapons there offensively, but I, I do think, like, you'll get this a lot. I'm about to read you. This is from Athlon Sports' preview. They do an anonymous coach segment where they take a quote from an anonymous coach talking about every school. And here is what an anonymous coach in the Big 12 said about you guys. They said they won't be as good without Deuce. He was more important to them than Bijan was at Texas. That guy could ball out. And so I think that narrative is out there, right? People are going to be like, look, I mean, Deuce is about as good as it gets in terms of a college skill position player. What's your response to that? How do you feel like 
you guys will handle life without Deuce Vaughn. And, and is that a little overstated for, for someone to put it like that? You know, obviously, like I do, I mean, Deuce was, was a huge part of this offense last year and he was a phenomenal player. And I couldn't say enough good things about Deuce. And he, I mean, unbelievable part of our team and our offense. And, you know, we, we wouldn't have gone where we did without him. There's no doubt about that. Um, but I think that is definitely an overstatement. I think, um, and I think Deuce would tell you the same thing. You know, I think he would say that um, DJ, I mean, DJ has stepped up to the plate. He, he's he's up for the challenge. Um, I, there's no replacing Deuce. You know, there, there's no, there's there's not another Deuce Vaughn out there, but there's another Treshawn. There's a Treshawn Ward. And there's a DJ Giddens. You know what I mean? Like, those guys are different. They're they're not the same. They're not Deuce. But they're they're their own player and they're phenomenal in their own ways. You know what I mean? And, and seeing what they're going to be able to do this year is going to be really cool. And and I mean between, you know, like like you guys were saying, we got Ben, we got Phil, we got RJ, you know, and Keegan and J Jack. I mean, I could go on. And then obviously the running backs too. I mean, I'm really excited to see what we do. Um, and, and there's no there's no replacing Deuce. But you know, I I, I feel really good about where those guys are at. Um, that that are that are going to be in his position because they're different type players. Um, so it'll be it'll be fun to kind of see that see them just be themselves out there. You know, I I don't want them to be thinking they have to to do what Deuce did or be Deuce because you know I want them to be DJ. I want them to be Treshawn. I want those guys to do their thing out there, and I know they will. And they're phenomenal players in their own respect, and they will. Uh, I'm excited to see what they'll do because the both of those dudes are, are phenomenal football players. Is there anybody on the offense, especially from what you observed during spring ball, that we're not talking about enough right now that probably should be getting a little bit more run? Um, I mean, I think I think everybody, uh, I think that all around the spring ball was was really good. I think a guy that I saw really make some strides during spring ball, and and he's been, I think he's definitely been getting a lot of hype. Is is Keegan Johnson? Um, I think Keegan um, is is a stud, and he he's made some really good strides just in in terms of understanding the offense um still i mean still has a little ways to go and you know we got time but man he's a stud and and, and rj is doing some really good things right now and so is phil um those guys on the outside and obviously ben i mean he's a he's a dude man like uh, we got some straight up dudes out there and and uh I'm, I'm i'm excited to see i keep saying i'm excited to see what they do this this season because i i know what they're all capable of and and if we we can just you know, tie everything together. Um, it's it's going to be a really special year. You hear the the buzz about Jalen Daniels, Dylan Gabriel, Quinn Ewers a lot, even in this off season, uh, and not as much you after winning the Big Twelve. Do you think you're kind of getting overlooked a little too much by by the public? Yeah, I don't listen to that stuff, man. I, I you know, you say what you want, but the, but what matters is what happens on Saturdays. So, you know, uh, we we got the ring last year. That's all that mattered last year, and. Um, we're we're coming for it all this year too. So you know that that's all that matters to me. I don't care. You could say whatever you want about me. It does not going to change how I work. It's not going to change how I play on Saturdays. So um, you know I try not to listen to that stuff and just just be myself. And, and you know all the guys around me would say the same thing. For sure. And just what were your uh, takeaways? You were at the Manning Passing Academy. Um, what was that experience like? What were some of the takeaways? Man, yeah, that was that was a that was an awesome experience. Like just being able to be there in the company that I was um, and kind of just getting to hang out with those guys, getting to know all those guys, getting to hang out with Quinn and with Garrett and um, Chandler from the Big 12 and, and getting to know just guys from all over the country 
um, and, and kind of picking their brains about some stuff and, and just hanging out, just kind of getting to know them as people um, was really cool. And, and obviously, like, man, we got to throw only we only got to throw like two times. But, you know, when we were out there. I felt like I was spinning it right right there with the best of them. Obviously, I mean, Joe Milton chucked the ball like 180 yards. But I mean, that that's that's just unfair. I don't I, I'm not doing that, but uh, nobody can. I mean, that, that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. And then he did like a back handspring after and I was like, that's just straight genetics, guys. Like I, I was I remember I was standing next to Chandler Morris from TCU and we're like, dude, like, yeah, we lost that battle, you know, right when we came out of the womb. That thing is uh, we has no chance right there. But no, I mean it was it was an amazing experience getting to be with Peyton and Eli. I grew up a huge Peyton fan. So um just kind of getting to hang out with them and and pick their brains a little bit. We got a little Q and A session with them. And other than that, just kind of hanging around them and getting to see what they're like as guys and seeing how much they love football. That was the coolest thing, seeing how much Peyton loves the game, how much Eli loves the game. And, um, you know, you could, you could, he, he would have done that, all that for free, man. Like, it, I mean, he, he just loves the game. Um, and it, it was, I mean, an unbelievable experience. It was a grind. It was like long days. We were working the camp hot. hot. It was, you know, we're down the bayou, man. It was humid as hell. It was, but it was, it was a blast. And, and, uh, that experience was was unreal and and definitely a, a great opportunity for me to learn and uh, you know once in a lifetime kind of thing. Hey, Will, when when you look back at last season and and everything, all the success you had, what what has been one area that maybe you're focused on improving individually the most as you head in here to this season? Is it being more of a leader um, or anything on the field schematically? Just take me through maybe something that's been a focal point for you to, to get better at as you go into this year. Yeah, I mean, there, there's quite a few things that I'm, I'm looking to uh, improve on. Um, I would say definitely, like you said, leadership, um, kind of being able to be in that role of the the guy, you know, going into the season is different. You know, like you said, it's, you know, you try to prepare like you're the starter. You try to lead like you're the starter. But when you're that guy and when you have that voice, your voice carries a little more, you know what I mean? And, and and I'm trying to use my voice and trying to, you know, push the envelope a little bit in terms of my leadership. Um, so that definitely has 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 been a, a, a focal point of my offseason and going into this year. Um, also, I'm trying to trying to just get myself um, as as athletic as I can possibly be for this season. Like I felt like, you know, my first two years I was a running quarterback who couldn't throw the ball for a lick. And last year I was a, a throwing quarterback who was a stiff and couldn't run, you know, to save his life. So I, I want to balance that out a little bit. I, I want to be able to have, you know, some threat with my legs and also with my with my arms. So that, that's definitely been another focal point for me. Well, on that note, I mean, is there an area where you made the most progress maybe in the weight room, power clean, anything like that, or a focal point from a, a strength and conditioning aspect for you? Um, I'm just trying, it's really speed for me, honestly, like the, the, the lifts and the numbers with that, like, um, I, I've, I feel like I've done well with that, but that isn't necessarily the, the focal point for me. I wouldn't say it's more the speed, the, the quickness of my feet, um, stuff like that, that the, the catapult numbers more mean more to me than those, than those weights I would say right now, just because I feel like those weights are in a good place. I feel like my functional strength is good. Um, but, but having that speed be where it needs to be is, is the biggest thing. You guys have a crazy quarterback room right now. I mean, it's it's insane the amount of talent that you have there. And obviously, a lot of people are excited about the the future with 
Avery Johnson. Just what were your observations of of him throughout his time so far there, and just your, your general impressions of what you've seen? I'm telling you, I I would put our quarterback room, like you said, I would put our quarterback room up against just about anyone in the country. I mean, we got five dudes that all could play right now. I I, I think you know, it, it's loaded with talent, and, and Avery, um, you know, obviously. Like you said, he's uh, he's young still. He's still kind of learning the system, um, but man, he made some really really good strides in the, in the in the spring. And I mean, he's a phenomenal athlete. I'm I'm gonna just tell you that right now. He is uh, off the charts speed and and agility and athleticism. Um, and his his knowledge of the game and his knowledge of our offense is increasing day by day. That that guy, you know, not only not only is he incredibly talented, but he's also willing to work. And I love that about him. You know what I mean? He he does not. He's not afraid to ask me a question, and I love that. I'm like, I want to help you out, you know. I want, I want to bring you, bring you right along with me. So, um, no, I, I've really enjoyed being in a room with him and and seeing how how much he's improved already, and and I know he's just gonna keep getting better and better from here. You know, there's another guy I got to ask you about. Uh, it's a guy named Ryan Howard who is now committed to uh, to K State. What do, what do we need to know about uh, about your brother Ryan Howard who's gonna be coming here? <laughs> the big dog, man. That's that's the that's the guy right there. He uh he just had his official this weekend, and uh, he had a blast, man. It was it, it obviously I wasn't there for it. I was down in in Louisiana, which kind of sucked. But in a way, I feel like it kind of worked out because he was able to kind of hang out with his class, his group of friends that he'll be here with. Um, and I I I was kind of glad that he got his visit, you know, without me here, and he was able to kind of enjoy it himself. Um, but man, he he's. He's a dude that uh, is still young too. You know, if you look at look at his face, he looks like he's 14 years old. He'll, he'll probably kill me for saying that, but he, he's got a baby face. And uh, but man, the dude's a giant, and he's still. I mean, he has gotten so much better as he's gone. Um, and he, you know, I didn't get to watch him much in high school just because I've been out here. But from what I have seen, like, I mean, every year he's just grown into his body more and more, and I still think he has a little ways to go. I'm excited to see what Coach True and those guys can do when he comes up here. I think he he's looking at enrolling early. I'm pretty sure that's what he's going to do. Um, so I'm excited to see him when he gets up here. What he'll be doing, um, what he'll be doing in the weight room, um, because I mean he's he's lifted and he's done some some weightlifting stuff, but he's never done like what we're doing here. When I, when he gets up here, um, I'll be excited to see the strides that he makes because he's he's still kind of raw and. and for being that big, he I think he moves really well for being as big as he is, but he's still got a little ways to go with it. Um, so man, he he's gonna be a dude. I'm just telling you right now, he's he's a athletic kid. He's willing to work hard, um, and he's he's my guy. So I'm 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 really excited that he chose to play it here at K State. You know, obviously, like I told him throughout the whole process, I was like, listen, man, I I, I would love for you to come to K State, but I want you to have your own path. Like I don't want you to feel like you got to come here just because your brother plays here. And then I wanted him to do what he needed to do, but he, he just being around here, being around my buddies, our teammates, he's been in the locker room a bunch of times. Like he just loved what we were, what we had going off. And he said like, I, I'm just not going to find this something I like more than this anywhere in the country. And, and the culture that we have, the locker room that we have, the guys that we have in our locker room, like he just loved it. He fell in love with it and he wanted to be a part of it. So I, I I was I was like, hey man, if that's what you want to do, I'm all for it. So I'm really happy for him. This is probably a good transition to that. 
do you commit to playing with him for a year or do you get curious about peeking at the NFL at some point? Well, he's just calling me right now, but, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I still haven't made that decision yet. That that'll be a, uh, I'm not, I'm not worried about that right now. That'll be something yeah. that'll be after the season I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to focus on this year, try and be, you know, make this team as good as we can possibly be. And then deal with all that other stuff later. Yeah. And the last one, for me, is there one or maybe two players that nobody really talks about that you think ha- has a chance to be dudes for you guys this year? Mm, that's tough. I'm going to have to think about that. But, yeah, put me on the spot there a little bit. I, I mean, offensively, um, I think there's a couple guys that can then can make an Im- impact. Um, I think a couple – I think um, I think Seth Porter is going to do some good things this year. I mean, sp- talk about a guy that's just a complete program guy. He's been here forever um, and knows the ins and outs of everything. I mean, he, he when it comes to special teams, that guy is, you know, all in. And, and when it comes to offense, too, he's all in. I mean, I I, I want to get that guy a touchdown this year. That that's my goal. I want to get Seth Porter in the end zone. That'd be that'd be awesome. Um, but no, I think he'll he'll do some really good things this year for us. And then on the defensive side, I think Uso has made some really, really good strides. I really like what he's doing right now. I mean, there's a ton of other guys. I think Kobe Savage is a dude, and he's. He, I, I really like how where he's at with his recovery. Uh, I think he's going to be just fine. Um, and then, I mean, obviously we got we got some young cats. We got some some linebackers. I think that can make a splash. I think Toby Osinsomni is going to be a, a dude too. Like I, I, I think we got plenty of talent, and uh, I'm. I'm yeah, you know, we just need to we just need to keep keep working and, and doing what we've been doing. You guys signed a uh, real quick for me. Well, you guys signed a four receiver freshman class this year. Andre Davis. Um, I, I shouldn't even try to name them all. Trey Spivey and a couple others. How have they come along? Yeah, I mean the the three of them came early. It was it was Andre, uh, Wesley, and um, Jay Brown. Is it and, and Jace? Yeah, yeah, Jace. Um, and they all came early, um, so that was good. And and they have made some really good strides uh, early on. And just in terms of just learning the offense, because it's tough, man. It, it's it's different coming from a high school system to a college system like this, especially with the amount of stuff that we do and the amount of positions that they need to know. Like um, it, it's tough. And I think they they've made some really good strides. Trey Spivey just got here. He's he's a dude, man. All 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 of them are dude. Like they're they're all really good players and, and I mean they're young still they, they they got some time um but I think when it's all said and done when they when they get it figured out and uh they look back in a few years I think I think you guys will you guys will like what you see was there like one play in spring ball as you look back that stands out like oh that was the play where everybody's head turned I remember Keegan making a one-handed catch that was pretty ridiculous um I, it was one. There was one route that Trayshawn ran out of the backfield in like a seven. It was just like a seven on seven period, and uh, I'm gonna call Austin Moore out a little bit right now. And he, I mean, he damn near put Austin on his butt, like straight up, just shook him out of the backfield, and it, that was pretty cool too. Um, but other than that, I, yeah, those those are probably the two that I that I remember. I, I know I, I saw Adrian Lara like launch this one post. I think probably like darn near 70 yards in the air like i mean he he can chuck it too so i mean there were there were a couple of uh couple of good plays this spring but uh i'm excited i'm excited for fall camp i'm honestly i'm ready to go strap it up well we love hearing that i've got just just a couple 
quick ones here real quick before I let you go. So you brought up Chandler Morris. I wanted to ask, like, who who are you closest with, like, out of other quarterbacks across the country? Who do you have, like, the best relationship with? Uh, that's that's a good question. I uh, I got to know a lot of them this weekend, and um, yeah, that was really cool. That was one of the best parts of it. You know, after we're all texting each other, following each other on stuff, and we're going to all stay in touch. Uh, one of the guys that I really liked in this one, I don't know if this will be a popular opinion, but the, the Missouri kid, Brady Cook, I really like him. He's a good kid. Um, he was a good buddy of mine down there. Um, I hung out with the, uh, the Kentucky quarterback a little bit, Devin Leary. He was a really good dude. Um, he's from Jersey. So that was kind of, we kind of had that connection we knew a lot of, a lot of the same people. Um, I really liked the, uh, the East Carolina kid. I really liked Drake May. Um, he's a good dude. So, I mean, I could go on. They, they all were really, really good people and, and good guys. I, there were, there were a couple of, couple of small skid, small school guys that I, Got along with really well because they're from the Northeast. There's one kid from Dartmouth, one from Colgate, and then one from Nichols State who actually played for Coach Middleton at uh, Kent State. Uh, so, I mean, there was probably 40 guys there, and we all, like, hung out. And I mean, honestly, Brady probably was my, what might have been my favorite, honestly, out of, of the guys, just in terms of I just talked to him the most. Cause probably because probably we had the most to talk about. You know, he, he was he was saying how, his, how our defense just gave him fits last year, you know, and I was – I was like, man, believe me, I play them every day in uh in spring ball and fall camp, and they're not they're not they're not easy to go against. And he said, believe me, I I, I figure that out pretty quick. So no, it was it was it was a really good experience and got to know just just got to know everybody. I really like Quinn Ewers too. He's a good dude. Well, last thing for you, we saw you guys on the football team get involved during the basketball team's run with those those great videos you made in the locker room, like recreating the uh, yeah. iconic moments from K State's run. Who is the best hooper on the football team or even if you want to give me a couple who would oh man i i'd be remiss if i didn't say myself right i have to say myself i feel like you know that that's a no-brainer uh so i would say myself i'd put myself up there in the conversation you might get some people mad at you for that i'm you know i'm a post player i'm not i'm not gonna go out there and guard you or cross you up but you know i'm a solid solid stretch four i would say um but in terms of the guys i've hooped with um, KT is really good. KT's a good player, and he loves loves the game too. Um, Deuce Green's a really good player. Um, Jordan Wright just loves playing ball. I, mean, I haven't played with. I don't think I played with him in a while. Thought RJ is really good. He's got a he's got a strap, man. He can shoot. Um, trying to think who else. Uh, you know who was really good when he was here was Skyler. Skyler was a really good player. He was actually he he rose up and dunked one. I was like, oh. Ooh, it's uh, yeah, he, no. He, so yeah, I mean, we got some. I haven't played ball in a, in a while up here. I've been kind of trying to stay out of injuries way, but um, yeah. I mean, it's we we have fun with it when we do when we do go play basketball. We have fun. All right. Well, if if you ever end up if you jam one, just make sure you get it on social media. We'll help uh, spread the word. Yeah, you get your street cred up. Perfect. Hey, well, well, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for taking time for us. Uh, congratulations again on all your success, and uh, we can't wait to watch you do it again this year, man. Yeah, guys, thank you guys for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. K-State.
KC Sports Network.